Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. On today's episode of The Practical Pro Musician, we're going to talk all about how you can bridge that gap from not getting paid and being in a community of musicians who are not getting paid to play music and their instrument and how you can bridge that gap and start actually getting paid to play your instrument, which is the first step to becoming a full-time professional. Stay tuned. We love playing music. But it seems like the odds of making a living as a professional musician are about as high as winning the lottery. So the big question is this, how do musicians like us with jobs, families, and responsibilities get from where we are today to making a practical living playing music we love? Well, my name is Daniel Hathaway, and this show will give you the answers. This is The Practical Pro Musician. Well, what is up, my friend? Welcome back again to another riveting, exciting, astonishing, I don't know if it'll be astonishing, but another episode of The Practical Pro Musician. Did I say my name's Daniel? My name's Daniel. I'm so happy you're here. Um, so today, um, I'm still in the mindset that I've been in for for weeks now, it seems like, at least when it comes time to record this podcast, which is, it is, I'm taking my headphones off one second. There we go. Um, it is, I'm in the middle of, uh, we're in the middle of moving, selling our house. I think since the last time we recorded, I recorded a podcast episode, we sold our house. So it's under contract. We're still, we're still here, you know, until we have to move out. And uh, my wife took care of helping us find a place to rent while our new house is being built um, and all that stuff's happening. But um, it's interesting because normally I've got another crazy metaphor for you or I'm going to tell you about how something to do with uh, with all this house stuff made me think about music career stuff. But this time, at least, I kind of came around to it the opposite way that I normally do. So normally what happens is when I'm uh, living my everyday life, and uh, I experienced something. I think, man, this this relates to all of us trying to have music careers in this way. And I think, oh, that's that's a great that's a great kind of life lesson or something to learn. And, and then I apply it to you know questions that I've gotten before. Which, by the way, if you have a question, you can send me an email at daniel at danielhadaway.com. Or you can go to, uh, I think you can go to danielhadaway.com and there's a contact form there, or you can go to promusician.org. There's a contact form there. 
send me a question if you'd like me to talk about something on this show. I'd love to hear from you. But anyway, um, this time, uh, I've gotten a few questions and I realized that I'm experiencing something just like many of you um, in a different way. So the question that I've been getting a lot uh, recently, and I've gotten it a lot in the past as well, is I'm, I'm in a music community or I'm in a, I'm in a music scene where people, uh, there's a lot of guys playing my instrument and they're doing it for free, or I'm in a band and no one wants me, you know, no one, uh, no one else gets paid. I want to get paid, but no one's getting paid. So how do I navigate that? Or, um, you know, I want to be in, uh, this new band asked me to play and I want to, I think I should get paid for it, but the old guy didn't get paid for it. And so how can I get paid for it? I'm better than he is or something like that. It's always about there's, you're surrounded by a bunch of people who aren't getting paid for playing and you want to be the one who does get paid. And it's a tough thing because I get like the social implications of that, the, the weird, the weirdness about asking somebody to pay for something that they think they should be able to get for free and just how that all works is kind of weird. Um, and so I wanted to kind of give you my own example for my current life and, and tell you how the, the, the result, what I kind of, what we decided to do out of, out of it and then, um, how that kind of apply to you. So as I mentioned many times, we're, we're moving, we're trying to still trying to work. We're looking right now at like, we've got a lot of stuff in, in our current house and a lot of it probably won't fit in the rental house. We have to stay in for a while between now and when we move into the house we're building. And long-term we're curious about, or we're wondering like how much of it we really want to keep in our new house that we're building as well. And so it's like, well, if we, we're not hundred percent sure and we know it won't fit in the, the next house, do we want to just like sell it, get rid of it? And then if we really, really want something like it, we can buy it again down the road. Um, and one of those things that we were pretty sure we're going to get rid of eventually anyway, is we have this, um, this red couch and a chair that, we bought, um, I'm trying to think we bought it not too long after we got married. So it's, it's, it's kind of old, but it's in great shape. It looks basically brand new. Um, it's wonderful. It's still like, you know, the, the cushions haven't gotten all worn out and weird and it doesn't smell weird. It's clean. You know, it's not those weird things you think about buying somebody's couch or getting somebody else's used couch. It's got none of those things. It's a great couch, great chair. Of course, maybe I, I just think that because it's mine, but, um, uh, it, it's fine. And so weeks ago, I think maybe in a month ago, my wife posted it up for sale on several groups and, and put it up for sale for extremely cheap and like, like a no brainer kind of price. And we didn't really get much interest in it. I don't think we got any interest in it. No one asked about it. Like normally when you sell something on like Facebook or, Craigslist or whatever, you at least get some people who like ask you a bunch of questions and they flake out on you. We didn't even get that. We got nothing. And you know, the price was so low. It's like, man, what, you know, why would you not, why would someone not who doesn't have much money to spend on a couch? Why would you not want this couch? And we came to realize, actually I say we came to realize my wife brought this up and it's really wise and accurate. And I realized how true it is about a lot of things, but that at least in the area we live in, people 
it's not, I'm not, I don't want to like, there's a lot of people around us who are pretty well off. And as a result, they just don't want to pay for used stuff. It's really interesting. This mentality, it's, it's like you can give something away for free. Like we, I gave away, I put a bunch of stuff up for free that I didn't want to go to the trouble of trying to sell and deal with the money. So it's kind of like first come first serve, you come get it, it's yours. Um, and that was easy. But the second you try to sell something, even if it's a great deal, at least in our area, no one wants it. It's like they either want to pay like, you know, thousands of dollars in the, in the, in the case of a couch, they either want to pay thousands of dollars for a couch that they really want that's brand new, or they want something for free. They don't want anything in between. They don't want the deal. They don't want the cheap used thing. They want brand new, really expensive, or just completely free because they don't have to worry about it or whatever. I don't know what the thinking is exactly. But I do know that there is this psychological barrier that most of us have, whether we realize it or not. And it really is this. And we're going to do a little bit of math here. If something is free, it costs how much? Zero dollars, right? So let's think about this in terms of your playing. Uh, if someone wants to hire you to play your instrument in their band, for their gig, for their recording, whatever, and your fee to do that is zero, is free, then they are paying zero dollars for you to do that. And anybody else they might hire who also is willing to play for free is also, their fee is also zero dollars. It costs someone zero dollars to hire that musician or you. Now, you, I, I, hopefully, I think this is like maybe fifth grade math, fourth grade math. So hopefully we're, you'll stick with me here. Um, but what is, what number can you multiply times zero to get to, let's say $50 for a gig? And the math answer is there isn't a number. It's infinitely bigger. $50 or any dollar amount, $1 is infinitely more as far as multiplication goes than zero. Of course, you know, you can add one and it's one more dollar expensive to do something for a dollar than it is for zero. But mentally speaking, it's it's this multiplication thing. It's how much more, how many more times over is it going to cost me to do X than it is for free. And from a, from a musician standpoint, it's, it's, you have to think of it like that multiplication way that it is infinitely harder to pay for something that you feel like you've gotten used to getting for free. That's why, um, when Napster came around back in the day, it completely destroyed the music business It's because people, a certain generation of people got used to paying nothing for their music. And it didn't matter if 99 cents per song was a great deal. Um, it, for a while or $10 for a CD or whatever it was, it was infinitely more expensive to pay for something like that, that you had gotten used to getting for free. So in the case of a couch, people aren't going to pay for a okay couch when they can get somebody else's couch for free. When it comes to music, people, if you're just going to be a little bit better of a musician, people aren't willing to pay if they are used to getting it for free, which kind of brings me to my second point, which is the idea of just being better. 
and this is something that I learned, um, you know, I've done, I've sold some online courses around becoming, uh, doing drumming things and, and professional musician things before. And one of the things that I did a lot of studying on marketing and, and, and definitely, um, if you are a musician trying to make it in your music scene or trying to make it in the music business, you should do at least a little bit of reading or research on marketing because that's part of your job as a musician is to market yourself. And one thing that I've learned through marketing is the idea that people don't pay. They don't pay. Sorry, I lost my voice for a second. People don't pay. They're not willing to pay for better. They're only willing to pay for new. So what that means is it's really hard in the marketing world to say, hey, I've just got a, I've got a better mousetrap. Um, people don't pay for better mousetraps when they've got a mousetrap that works just fine. Now, if you were to say, um, I've got something that is not a mousetrap, it is a device that keeps the mice from even coming nearby. So you don't have to, you don't have to harm a poor little mouse who's just doing his mouse thing. Um, you don't have to, uh, if you have, if you have a mouse trap that, that kills a mouse, you don't have to worry about getting rid of a dead mouse. Or if you have a mouse trap that doesn't kill a mouse, it just traps a mouse. You don't have to deal with releasing a mouse somewhere. It just prevents the problem from happening in the first place altogether. Well, that's something new. That would be exciting. People would be willing to pay for that. So you and your music career, you need to look for the same kind of thing. People aren't going to necessarily just pay for a better guitar player. Um, if that's all it is necessarily, if they if they have an okay guitar player and it's free, they're not going to say, well, you could pay this much more. You could pay some money and get this much better of a guitar player most of the time. Now that might make, because it really realistically paying a little bit for the, a great way better guitar player might make sense, uh, logically, but emotionally it's so hard to pay for something that you're used to getting for free. So keep that in mind as well. Think about things that you can do in your own, on your own instrument or even interpersonally or other things that you can bring to the table that are outside of just being a better version of somebody else in your music scene. Don't just be a better guitar player or a better drummer or a better keys player than so-and-so. You can still be better than them, but look at what else you can do that sets you apart from everyone else. Can you run backing tracks on your computer if that's something that's needed? Um, are, um, if you're a drummer, are you someone who's really great at playing with a click track and everyone else in your music scene can't really do that? Um, are you really great to be around? Are you really good at organizing people and communicating and, and getting a band together for others? Can you be the point person when an artist needs a whole band for a gig, they call you and you have the connections to, to get everybody put together and organize a rehearsal, all those kinds of things. Those are other things that are outside of your instrument that can really set you apart because then you're not just better than somebody else. You're altogether something new and different and people will pay for something new and different. And along those lines, kind of a last kind of note here that's somewhat related to that is in order for you to be be ready to get paid for something, you've got to understand what the value is of that thing. So when it comes to your music, you need to understand there is a value to it. And also understand that there are always going to be two values at play in 
music or anything else in any kind of business, there are always two values. There is, um, and, and music's different because it's something that doesn't have a hard cost to it. So like, for example, my wife, she works at a brewery and they get people all the time in the community, nonprofits who come and say, hey, will you sponsor our event? You're a business. Will you pay money to us and sponsor an event? And they're a small startup company, so they don't have a ton of money just laying around to donate to things, but they still want to contribute. So they say, look, we can't we can't give you money, but we can give you or your staff some free beer for your event if it's an adult's event or something like that. And what's great about that is, they understand that there are two different values at stake. The, that, that beer for the brewery to make costs a smaller amount, a, a, a small amount. You have the cost of all the materials and the time and everything, but there's a, the whole way, a whole way a business works is you, you make something for one cost and then you sell it for a lot more and you make a profit. So they understand that the, it costs them a very small amount to make the beer, but the value that the person receiving it perceives it to have is much, much higher because they realize that if they had to pay for it, it would cost five times as much as what it costs the brewery to make. And so in the same way, you have to understand that you as a musician, you need to, in your own mind, know how you value your playing, your time, your effort, your skill, all the rehearsal. Um, You know, they always say you're not paying for the electrician to install your light socket, you're paying for the 10,000 hours he spent learning how to install it where it doesn't burn your house down after he installs it. Um, And that's true as a musician. You're paying for all the time and practice that you've put in. Uh, They're paying for all that, all that time and practice and effort you've put in. But you need to have a value that you know in your own mind that your time and your skill is worth. And keep in mind that rarely at least at first, is, is there going to be a complete alignment between what you, how you value it and how someone else values it? And they could be, everyone else could value your abilities as a musician either much higher than what you value it at, which is a great thing to have. That means that you're making uh, more money as a musician than, than you, you feel like you, you have to or need to or, or you hope to. Uh, or when we're first getting started out, a lot of times people don't understand what you bring to the table and they're going to value your time and your abilities lower than how you value it yourself. But the idea is that you need to decide on your side first how much value you place on that before you go to others and ask them to pay for it. Because A, you don't have the, if you don't have that value established, you don't have a starting place for what to ask for from someone else for what you know the gig might require. But also you really aren't prepared to defend yourself or be okay saying no to situations that where someone might be taking advantage of you, uh, which can happen as a musician. It can happen in any art-based kind of commerce thing. People don't value art sometimes the way they value other things. Um, and that's a shame, but that's the truth. So you need to understand that there's going to be always be a disconnect between the value that you have in your own playing and the value someone else ascribes to it. But that doesn't mean that you don't move forward. You just need to be aware of it while you're moving forward. So keep that in mind. There is an infinite gap between getting something for free all the time and having to start paying for it. So it's your job as a musician to help others bridge that gap. And the way you do that is by not being better than someone else at the same old thing. It's by becoming something altogether new bring something new to the table. And that's how people bridge that gap and start being willing to pay for something. And then also remember that there might always be a disconnect between how you value what you do and how others value what you do.
That doesn't mean you don't do it, but that just means you got to be aware of it and work from that point and that perspective as you navigate your music career and getting paid. Well, thanks for joining me again. Hey, if you want to get involved with a community of musicians who are serious about making real progress uh, towards becoming professional musicians, but also are serious about supporting each other and not competing and tearing each other down, but actually helping each other out in every way that you can imagine as musicians, I'd love for you to join me. Right now, the doors are not open to our Pro Musician Alliance, but they will be soon. So if you go to promusician.org and click on either the Enroll button in the top right corner or the Join Waitlist button in the top right corner, you can sign up for the waiting list and you will be the first to know when the doors open for the Pro Musician Alliance. It's a great community to be a part of and I highly recommend you join that waitlist if you're at all interested in becoming a professional musician and getting support from others because that's something that I think that a lot of us are lacking. So I want to make sure that you get that. All right. Thanks for joining me today. We'll talk again soon on the Practical Pro Musician. Bye for now. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Mm. 